0: Gourlis Valar del Harris welcome to another episode of the bandwagon fan this is the show where we talk about all things pop culture and what we're into right now I'm Josh I'm AJ and what's up AJ we're back at it again yeah man we're back at it
1: again um take two for those who know which would be just me and you but yeah you know uh for for those who listen we go through like 50 takes an episode um it's a lot of work it has
0: nothing to do with our sponsor either. <laughs> oh, allegedly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, we so won't talk we'll about, that. about that. Yeah, we won't get into that. But uh yeah, man. Uh we uh this last episode we we did we reviewed a rings rings of power. Um this this week we we're reviewing their rival show. I guess you can call them rivals. Would you, would you consider them rivals?
0: Oh a hundred percent. This is right. a calculated maneuver.
1: Yeah, I I agree too. Um,
0: On their part, I don't know about for us.
1: Yeah, I mean, for us, it kind of just happened that way. But definitely for HBO and Amazon, uh, you know, they're they're trying to see who has the better show. And I think this is a great testament to the fact that uh, just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you know you made a better show. Um, We watched, we finished the House of Dragon. Actually, Uh, we did. We watched the first two episodes at the beginning. Of the season back in September, I think, and then you know now we're getting around to uh, talking about the rest of the show. Um, we won't go over uh, too much, you know. From the first two episodes, you can go listen to those first two episodes to hear our thoughts. But uh, you know, let's just jump into it real quick. You know, to recap those first two episodes. You know, this is a time in the Game of Thrones world where. You know the dragons are still alive. They're still in power, and where there are dragons, there are Targaryens, right? Um, we we follow the lineage of King Viserys the first. I think I want to say, yeah, um, the yeah, the king, King Viserys the first, and essentially the the trickle or the domino effect that leads to the the pentultimate downfall of House Targaryen, if that makes any sense. Um, you know the first two episodes. You know we we meet basically a lot of the main characters. We meet uh, Damon. We meet Rhaenyra. We meet Alicent Hightower. Uh, Damon and Rhaenyra are, are the relatives to King Viserys, right? Damon's the brother. Rhaenyra's the daughter. Um, Alicent is Rhaenyra's friend. And you know, like I said, for a full recap of those first two episodes, you know, go back and watch our uh, episode one and two review but you know that's where we're going to be picking up our plot because this show did something a little different than what a lot of shows try to do right josh um you know the first five episodes take place when a lot of our characters are younger you know they're still children and the second half of the show takes place i think over 10 years later
0: yeah and Um, and I, i did what you had said not to do I uh pretty much binged the rest of the season. Just and like I like I knew it was going to be jarring, but I just wanted to do it to see like how the pacing felt when yeah. you watched it back to back and to see like how yeah. easy the narrative is to follow because there's some pretty abrupt time jumps and you need to do that very well if you want your audience to stick with your narrative. So that was kind of I experimented on my brain. Uh, for the sake of the pod. So I did it I did it for the for the culture.
1: Yeah, especially because, you know, Game of Thrones doesn't use title cards, uh, like some movies or some TV shows would. You know, some TV shows will say somewhere in Westeros or 10 years later, you know, that kind of thing to let the audience know. And uh, you know, we'll get into it obviously, but I th- for me personally, I think the show does a really good job of showing and not telling. that's Mm -hmm. a a lot that's a lost art where you can tell someone a story right like like tv and movies they're already a visual medium right so i think a lot of people just assume that the audience they're just mindlessly watching this you know tv shows in general and so they they have to force feed dialogue that doesn't really need to be there be like oh wow i can't believe it's 10 years later you know like oh okay you know for me, the, the watcher to be like, Oh, it's 10 years later, but they do a lot of things that they don't really have to say that for us to know that. I and mean, I think that's, that's a sign of good storytelling. So, um, you know, we, I guess we'll just split this up real quick until like before the time jump and then after the time jump, um, you know, from the recap, you know, this shows a, you know, from the start, I should say this show is a very different show than game of Thrones um so if you were thinking about watching this show and you didn't like game of thrones i would say give this show a shot uh if you did like game of thrones i would say still give this show a shot because i think it's different and i think it's different because this is more political theater than it is fantasy action you know what i mean what do you think josh
0: that that's that's fair there haven't been a whole lot of like these epic battle set pieces and to be fair like I do recognize the first few seasons of Game of Thrones, especially like the first one. Like there weren't like these huge battles that we saw mm-hmm. in the later seasons. But that's that's a good point. One I didn't totally consider. Uh, I, I I do recognize like this is yeah, it's a heavy heavily like favored um, drama, political intrigue, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so like you know slower pace. So if you're expecting you know Marvel action or DC explosions, like you came to the wrong place. This is for you know, like you were saying, they they don't force feed you anything. You kind of have to like read into what's happening, and and that lends itself very well to a fantasy world where there you've created a whole world. There's a whole lot of lore, um. So yeah, no, I I I, uh, I think that's a good point.
1: Yeah. So uh, so pre the time jump, some of the big plot points are that Damon, the king, the brother to King Viserys, was passed up, passed off the for the crown. For So Rhaenyra's name's successor. It pisses him off. So he essentially runs away and essentially tries to create his his own rebellion. Um, And I think somewhere in his mind, he figures that if he can get a hold of what they call, I think that's the Trident, right? If if I'm not mistaken.
0: Uh, 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 I can't remember what it's called now. Okay, well, so I'm if going it is the Trident, that's later on where uh, Robert's rebellion. Correct,
1: correct. Like and, so, and this is a this is a, an important area because this is where all trade essentially passes through. So, Daemon, in his rebellious ways, is like, well, I can just take this over, and you know, uh, I'll have control over the strongest point in all of Westeros. Uh, at the same time, Otto. The hand of the king uh, essentially uses his daughter as bait to, you know, throw in front of the king, who at this point uh, at episode, I think three, a couple years have passed uh, since the since the passing of Rhaenyra's mother. And, you know, he basically says, hey, I'm going to remarry and he marries uh, Rhaenyra's friend. And it creates a very awkward dynamic uh, between their friendship because obviously Rhaenyra feels incredibly betrayed um there's also an awkward
0: sh- dynamic between the audience and the yes. show and because the show. Yeah, go, ahead. go let, ahead let's let's uh get the elephant you know address the elephant in the room how old is allison 14 Allison maybe is 16 okay okay
1: to the show's defense
0: she is i believe at this point
1: 17 years old okay when she gets married and when they have kids she is 18
0: right so, well even like that aside though i it think it's so intentional Correct. Because this is supposed to kind of mirror, you know, medieval Europe. And that was a normal thing. Like this 40 year old guy marries this 14 year old girl. Sure. Maybe they don't have kids until she's 16, 17, 16, 17 maybe yes. 18. Correct. So it's a, a modern Western audience. That is gross. That is weird. That is uncomfortable. And in the style of Game of Thrones, they don't care. They don't care.
1: Yeah. And they so do it on purpose. It, but uh, narratively speaking, I think what this does is that this sets uh, the the tone for really the rest of the show, right? Allison and Rainier are friends; they're best friends, and Rainier just feels totally blindsided by Allison, essentially, you know, wooing her father. She feels it's awkward. It's an, I mean, I mean, hey, I think we
0: can all resonate if your yeah. friend just
1: started dating your parent. That'd be uncomfortable.
0: You know, but yeah, like, yeah, that'd be, it's it's. A- I mean, she's still, you know, like a child. I mean, I guess, you know, in medieval Europe, like she's technically an adult. She's going to probably die in the next 10 to 15 years anyways, you know, her yeah. life's halfway over. <laughs> but <laughs> like, it's not like she chose to do this. She wasn't like, ooh, right. I'm going to seduce the kings. So I mean, queen. Her dad put her up to this after, after the queen after died. Was he it, was like, he hey, is. go put that dress on. Yeah, go Go to the king. He's like, yo, dude, what are you doing? But Which that, again, like, like you said, that's the yeah, game. And,
1: and like you said, like that is something
0: that did happen
1: in, in, you know, uh, medieval times, you know, in, in, in during reigns of Kings in, in England and stuff like that, that that's, that's how you made, that's how you got your leg up. You know, you, you know, that's, that's, that's the game. Like you said, that's the name of the game. And so this causes a big rift between Rhaenyra and Alicent, uh, You know, we fast forward a little bit and, you know, Alicent now has children by Viserys. And that's the first time in the show that you really see the dynamic of the relationship shift, right? Rhaenyra, you know, I think we said in the first episode that the theme of this show is duty. That's the theme of the show. And Rhaenyra does not give two shits about duty. She wants to be a free woman and make her choices when she sees fit and I think the the shift really starts because Allison's like I got with your father because it was my duty to my house you know my dad asked it of me mm-hmm. and so she you can start to see a lot of the jealousy uh bubble up as their kids because she is a mother I think th- there's even a point I can't remember but Renee makes a jab because you know she needs to marry. She's of age. She needs to marry, and she doesn't want to marry. And she makes a jab unintentionally to Allison. That like, why would I want? what, What would be my alternative? Sitting in a castle, just being a baby maker.
0: Yeah, yeah. Awkwardly,
1: because you know that's that's essentially what Allison has become. And so you can see the the dynamic between their relationship and. You know, at this point of the story, like what did you think so far about how that was shaping compared to later on in the show?
0: It really it sets a stage for what's going to happen. I mean, like like they're not trying to hide anything here. It's like, hey, they were best friends. One of the friends married the other one's dad. Like it's weird, it's uncomfortable. But it's not it's more than that because you're talking about the ruler of a kingdom. So you have all these political overtones and undertones. Rainier is supposed to be the heir. But because, you know, medieval Europe, you know, misogyny, whatever, whatever your take is on that, like, it's a fact that women don't have, you know, very strong, prominent roles of power uh, in society. And so, you know, back when Damon was doing his rebellion, that seemed more legitimate than Rhaenyra becoming queen because it's supposed to be a male heir. And now that Allison has kids, it's like, again, it's like, hey, like, you're my friend. I married your dad. I want us to be cool. But my kids, like people, might want to use them to like take your throne. It's a lot of awkward.
1: Well, what w- it makes it even more awkward because Allison has a son, and so the, the 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 real shift now is everyone really expects Viserys to name the son, the heir, even though he already promised this to Rhaenyra. Um, And I think the episode that was really the kerosene for a lot of the things that go on going forward. I think it was episode four. Uh Damon's rebellion, I guess you can say, fails for the most part. And he essentially, I guess you could say submits, if you will.
0: Yeah, um, I mean he symbolically does he literally kneels in front of his kneels. brother, prevents presents him the crown of the crab feeders, and he's like, Hey, like, hey, brother, this is for you.
1: Right. Um simultaneously, Renira also decides to submit. To her father by saying, "I'm going to choose an heir." She chooses her cousin. Uh, 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 I cannot remember his name. Uh, it is uh,
0: the, the, the 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 Valerian. What's his? Oh, are you first talking name? about? Uh, like when she decides she's going to get married? Yeah, yeah. Oh well, there's there's something else.
1: I know. Yeah. Yes, and I'll get there, and and I'll and I'll get there. But you know, so you have these two things, Lanor. That's his name. Lanor. I remember his name. Yeah, Uh, Lanor. You know, is is you know, she's 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 trying to get to this point where she's like, you know, what I think I can make that decision to you know marry someone, and before those events happen, you know, we have a very very uncomfortable scene, first of many, but very uncomfortable scene where Damon. Uh, seemingly placated in his rebellion, you know, takes Rhaenyra out on a night of town in King's Landing and then they have a very...
0: uh, It's a very Targaryen interaction.
1: Yeah, it's very incestuous, very... uh, I mean, they're about to do it, but...
0: In a brothel. In a brothel, In the middle of an orgy. Like, this was like... uh I
1: was like, why? Why? And she's 16 at why? this time, too. So it's so weird. It's right.
0: like, it's so just, uncomfortable. It's
1: just so uncomfortable that, you know, we didn't have to watch that. But oh, I, I hit
0: that fast forward, man. I was like, yo.
1: Yeah, it's uncomfortable. It, it, it went out for a really, while. It went out for a while. But the end result is that Otto, uh, the hand of the king, finds out, tells Viserys, and Viserys is livid and virtually, you know, banishes uh, Demon. For you know, doing that to his daughter, but more importantly, I think this is the part that's like, oh boy, uh, you know, she, she, you know, as a side note, I guess, as to say, Rhaenyra does then have sex with her Queen's Guard, yes,
0: Sir, Sir Kristen, Sir Kristen Cole, yeah, Sir Kristen and Cole. Like, she has that's sex, a no no,
1: it's a no no, right? If if anyone knows uh, uh Game of Thrones lore, the King's Guard/slash Queen's Guard is vowed. Celibacy, so you will be
0: removed from the Kingsguard if you break your vow. So, well, there, there's more than that, too. Well, the other yeah. issue is she's a woman, a young she's woman, a woman. Yeah. she's supposed to be, you know, quote unquote, pure and all that stuff. So, like, if she yeah, is you, found you to have be, had, had you know yeah. sexual relations with someone, it's like, oh, you are you have been deflowered, you are impure, no one's correct. gonna want you,
1: correct? So, this obviously makes Viserys angry, Alicent, doesn't want to believe that Rhaenyra almost had sex with her uncle, and Rhaenyra technically lies to her. Um, it, it's complicated. It's a web of lies. But she
0: lies. Yeah, basically.
1: she lies. Yeah. Yeah. She lies and says, "No, I would never do that." That's crazy. But then Kristen, you know, Kristen snitches. I mean, that's that's just the reality of it. Kristen snitches and says, "Yeah, you know, uh, we had sex." So Alicent's like, "Okay, something's going on here." She knows she's been lied to. To some degree, and that's really what's what causes a lot of the rift that goes on. Through yeah, us. It's, it's like the, mm-hmm. the
0: catalyst.
1: Yeah, the catalyst that 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 starts this rift because Allison comes to this realization that Rhaenyra is no longer her friend.
0: She and has so, no friends now. She's she by herself. No totally by that's herself. a good
1: point. They're totally by herself. And so, um, the person that Rhaenyra chooses to marry is her cousin Lannor, who's gay. So they come to this understanding, like, "Hey, man, you do you." I do me. When we go to court, we just look like a happy family. Yeah. Um, for those who haven't watched the show, just so you know, the Valerians are biracial, so they are half black. That's going to come to play later. So just keep that in mind. They're um, also the best
0: looking family in the whole show. I know, Honestly, in the in whole show. Game of Thrones.
1: Handsome, handsome people. Yeah. Uh, but uh, not only are they black, but they all have violently white hair. Okay. So just just, I'm gonna put that out there for later.
0: Important intense.
1: Um now we get to the powder keg episode, the wedding, right? Of these two people. They're they're feasting. Lanar's boyfriend is a or lover, I should say, is a knight. Like a I believe he's a knight or some soldier or whatever. Yeah. And so he irks Kristen because he's like, hey man, me and you, we're just like we're the playthings. We're the side pieces, yeah. Yeah, we're the side pieces. Kristen snaps like the psychopath he is and murders him. Uh, like, murders him. Hands.
0: Sir just Joffrey pummels him, yeah. to death.
1: pummels him to death. Which is, again, also punishable, I believe, by death. Uh, he committed cold-blooded murder yeah. for no reason. In the middle of the middle of, king's
0: court. they yeah, in a wedding feast. Uh, it's like, yo, dude.
1: So, you know, he... It, it's a complicated scene. So I highly recommend watching it. But just know that this essentially causes a big rift, right? Because uh, he's about to go kill himself because he's he just feels used by Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra essentially offered him, you know, hey, be my side piece. And he's like, I have too much honor for something like that. You know, I'm not just somebody you use, whatever. And so, and, and I think some, the part-
0: Sorry, oh, to interject, ahead. something to know about Game of Thrones, honor is like not an attribute you want to have because George R.R. Martin is a terrible, like- he has a very, like, downcast view on humanity. So yeah. having an honor in Game of Thrones is not a good thing. It is not going okay. to end well for you. A.K.A.
1: Okay. Stannis Baratheon.
0: But anyways. Um, <laughs>
1: <Yep>. <laughs> but yeah, Ned Stark. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyways, the, the point being is Rhaenyra is like, you know, he, you know Kristen's like, Rhaenyra, let's run away. And Rhaenyra's and Rhaenyra like, bro, I have the option to be a queen. Why would I run away and be a peasant? Which, it's cold-blooded. But it's very true, you and know. Like duty. that's yeah, it's her duty, right? So she's like. So, long story short, the wedding takes place under very awkward circumstances. Like ten feet away from
0: this dude's pool of from, blood.
1: From yeah, pool of blood. It's and like a small
0: little ceremony. Yeah.
1: That's kind of how they close the the the, the first half of the show. Okay, um, you know, before we move on, like, what were your thoughts about that powder keg episode? Because a lot happens in that
0: episode. Yeah, like, George R. R. Martin does not like weddings, apparently. Like, they can't mm-hmm. be a happy affair. No
1: one can live. No one can live in a wedding. Yeah.
0: No, and, like, marriages in general to him just don't seem to be great. Uh, we, mm-hmm. I don't, we kind of, we bypassed the fact that Damon mercs his wife. Like, cold-blooded yes. blooded kills her.
1: Yes, cold-blooded kills her.
0: Yeah, She's that's true. She's the veil, which you see in Game mm-hmm. of Thrones. Um, and that's the fact that he does that is important to later. Um, yeah, dude, like, it, it was, it was insane. Like it, it yeah. was super, like bloody and like awkward and weird, very Game of Thrones like. But yeah, it's like very that visceral. strong political intrigue uh, with you know a whole a face getting smashed in with the gauntleted fist.
1: Yeah, man. Um. So we we then fast forward ten years into the future. This is where the second half of the show kind of takes place. Um. Rhaenyra. Now, is, is I mean, pregnant. In fact, that's how we start off the second half of the show, uh, with a pregnant Rhaenyra. And she's, you know, you can see that she gives birth and Allison is like, I need to see the baby. Now, the reason being is because she wants to see the baby's hair. Because like I said, Lenor has blonde hair and is black. These babies come out white with with black hair. Now... Realistically, and I think this is the fun. This was like the funny part of the show. Everybody in the castle knows that's not Lainer's kid. Like very clearly. Like it's it. They have black hair. They're white babies. Like they're not mixed. However, the the reality is that naming the queen a whore and their kids bastards is actually a traitorous claim. You need to have mm-hmm. some type of insane witness or claim or whatever evidence to prove it and no one's going to put risk their neck for that so L- um
0: ned stark cough cough same situation yeah, is that,
1: oh, that's why i said no one's going to risk their neck no yeah, the same uh, person's going to risk their neck for that because, unless you're honorable unless you're honorable right so you know uh ranira has had th- i think three kids at this point with
0: three her, kids yeah cool. with her and yeah. you know i was gonna say you know who's white and has dark hair her queen guard, Sir Harwin. Yeah. Her guard, Sir Harwin. Strong. Yeah. Oops.
1: Yeah. So he, you know, everyone kind of knows, and Allison really knows because you know Kristen told her how much of a slut Rhaenyra is, whatever. So we have a very tense, I guess you could say, uh, you know, d- d- relationship between Rhaenyra and Allison. You can see how much it's deteriorated.
0: What and did like, you think this, about this, this child? Yeah, I was gonna say this child is like the last straw for Allison. She's mm-hmm. like, I-, I did my duty, you're claiming to do your duty, and you're not. You're right. you're having the side piece, you're having your fun, while I'm, you know, having sex with your dad, who is like 40 years older than me, whose body is slowly rotting away. Like literally, he has like this leprosy or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm doing this for the kingdom, and you're out there having fun and telling everybody you're doing your duty. It's wrong, it's dishonorable. She's pissed, and I I don't really blame her to be honest. Like this is yeah. the life you, you chose, like you chose to play by the rules. You decided to stay. Like it sucks, but it is what it is. And yeah, well, I- Har- Harwin. You know he he also finds himself gets himself into some trouble too.
1: Yeah, I mean you know without getting too deep into it, you know Harwin is a sen- Harwin and his father, I believe, who is hand of the king. Essentially, are murdered after Harwin's father tries to resign. He tries to resign from being handed the king because, you know, the 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 clamor that this third baby is is a is a strong baby. A term we'll hear many times in the show. uh, Mm -hmm. A strong baby is loud enough. Now Harwin's father knows. Again, everyone in the castle knows. Right, uh, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Everyone in the castle knows. So Harwin knows that those kids are really his grandkids. But you can't say those things. And so he tries to resign to make the problem kind of go away. He's like, look, I'll take my son. We'll get out of here. We'll disappear. But they are killed by his other son, who is just like the creepy. Like, you know Randall from, like, Recess? I don't know if you ever yeah, watched Recess yeah, or not. Yeah. That's, what, that's, what Laris, that's what Laris reminds me It reminds me of Randall. Um, well, you know, what is
0: kind of annoying is like at first it's like okay, he's supposed to be like the like you know, like a little finger or like a, a Tyrion Tyrian type of thing, where like he is a limp, like clearly he has some sort of like physical little hand disability, whatever. Yeah. yeah, so he has to use his intellect and his guile. So it's like, okay, cool, I respect that. That kind of interesting character goes well with Game of Thrones. But then, yeah, he like he starts to be like creepy and weird and insidious. And he kills his dad and his brother, his brother, for no reason, by the way, for. Well,
1: yeah, fair enough for the queen. He uses them as blackmail, really. That's that's really what he's doing. He's using them as blackmail. But uh, yeah, he essentially tells the queen, like, well, this is what you wanted. And I thought this was a very interesting part of the show, because then you see Allison, Who's just this prisoner to men? You know what I mean. Like, and I feel that's that's kind of like her her battle. That like it doesn't matter where she looks; that she's obeying the will of some man. And so we see the start of their blackmailed relationship, where he's like, "Look, like I'll give you information or do things for you, and in return, I just want your loyalty." You know what I mean? Um, At the same time, uh, we also as a side, you know. Plot, but that becomes a little bit later, uh, a little bit important later. That Damon marries Lainor's sister, um, but she then passes away from childbirth. Uh, This is important because uh, Lainor, Lenea, I think you say her name? I think so. Uh, She has, yeah, she has the largest dragon. Uh, She has a a very large dragon uh, under her possession. And so, because she passes away, the dragon is now riderless.
0: and the, you the funeral know. is just—it's hot, like a hot dumpster fire. Everyone shows up, and this is like the most dysfunctional family on the planet.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it, it, it literally felt like I was watching like Desperate Housewives or like Jersey Shore or something set in yeah. the medieval times. It's like yo, yeah. what is wrong with you people? It's it's, it's like, dysfunctional, yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's very dysfunctional. People, you know, doing their thing.
1: Yeah, it's very dysfunctional, very uncomfortable. You know, at this point during the funeral. Rhaenyra, it's it, it's very much a them versus us type of situation where Alicent is definitely like you know in one camp, and Rhaenyra is part of one camp, and you know in bits and pieces in this part of the show we do see the kids' relationship. Uh, what did you think about that? The the kids of Rhaenyra and Alicent, I should say. What what did you what did you think about those relationships?
0: I mean, on one hand, like, it's very typical, like, sibling-cousin dynamics, but also, like, you get those undertones of, like, these are competing families. They're one family, but they're very much competing for power, not just in the family, but for the kingdom. Yeah. And yeah. It, it leads to bloodshed um, and to some bad, bad stuff.
1: <laughs> well, we also with see, the son, Yeah. Well, before we get that far, we also do get a lot of scenes with... Allison's oldest child, uh, Aegon II, and uh, you know, as a character, you know, he's very flippant, to say the least. He's he is immature. He is. He's kind of like Joffrey
0: from. Theories he's kind of like Joffrey,
1: Thrones. but but you know what? He's Joffrey without the pride. If that makes yeah. any sense, you know, yeah, Joffrey was uh, a very.
0: He's not a narcissist.
1: Yeah, Joffrey was a very proud person. And that's where a lot of his immaturity kind of was fueled out of. Whereas, honestly, Aegon is just, he's a rich kid. I mean, that's, that's what it is. He's a spoiled rich brat. That's really what it is. And a lot of the times, you know, between these episodes, you see that Allison is trying to, like, you know, uh, get his attention, if that makes sense, to be like, hey, you got to be ready to be the king. You know, Allison has been fed this lie from Otto since she was a child that, like, Rhaenyra is not your friend. And if it if it comes between her and your baby, she's choosing herself, and mm-hmm. that could mean death for your baby. Now, reality, and I think the show has done a really good job of like dropping hints about this. I don't think Rhaenyra would have ever thought to ever put a knife to her baby brother, or Alicent for that matter. I don't think she ever would do that. But I think Alicent. Is swept away in this. I, I I I don't even know
0: how to explain it. Jealousy. She's, how? Well, she's playing the game. Like she, her dad yeah. forced her into yeah. the game, and blood in, blood out. Like she's like, hey, like I I understand what this is about now. I understand like what the risks are. I understand like what's at stake. And yeah, I'm in. Like I'm gonna do it. I hate this, but the alternative is I die, my children die. So she yeah. she's all in. So at this funeral, uh, Eamon, the second
1: child, who is, you know, basically in reality, like Damon's son, <laughs> what it feels like sometimes. This kid is, this yeah. kid is uh, uh like chaotic a evil. Yeah, he's, just, he's chaotic evil. But like he goes into the dragon keep with this, with this big dragon and steals the dragon, which is, it's not his dragon, but he's bonded the dragon. So there's nothing really anyone can do. And he forfeits his eye in a in a struggle with the uh, younger younger son. You know, yeah, the <laughs> the strong Targaryens yeah. um, with the with the younger son of Rhaenyra, and so this causes probably the finals. This was probably the part of the show that I think broke the camels back. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Like um, Allison is enraged that her son is now you know, crippled or handicapped, you know, he has one eye um, and she essentially wants Viserys to poke out the eye of uh, what, what's the kid's name? What's, what's the middle child's name? Luke. Right. I think it's, uh, he, she wants the eye. And so Viserys ultimately says, "Allison, calm the F down, go sit down. The matter is done with. And she flips a shit. She takes the the dagger, the dagger from you know the yeah, you know but, from the end of the show. Yep. He, she takes out the dagger and she tries to she tries to stab Rhenira. And then she 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 lost her shit. She lost her shit. And that's the moment where they were like, you know what? It's on site. From this point on, it's on site. And so we fast forward another six years and Rhaenyra is she's no longer living in King's Landing I believe right uh she's she's gone she's I think they're floating between I think Driftmark and Dragonstone I think I I don't think they ever really spent time in King's Landing at this point
0: well there's also something else pretty big that happens oh with her, well, with her part- husband with Laenor
1: well, that, yeah, that, that, that you're right. That you're correct because, you know, because of these allegations of her, her children, she basically has a, what I thought was a really heartfelt conversation with Lenore. Um, about, you know, she's, her thing is kind of just like, I never really asked much from you. I just, I just need you by my side and he's kind of just like I don't do this well you know what I mean like I don't I, it's hard to play husband when it's not me yeah. and you know you learn some things that they actually did try to have kids but I think you're supposed to put it together that he is um, uh, uh, he can't have kids I think I, I think that's what that
0: was supposed to insinuate um, I, Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was that or just because I mean he's gay so like just like just couldn't make himself no, do it I, I I took it like his,
1: his his soldiers his little soldiers don't work. Uh, I, that's okay. that's how uh-huh. I took it because she, they she from I could be misinterpreting it, but yeah. I took it as like she said she was insinuating that they had sex. If that makes oh, sense. Yes. Oh, like yeah. like they legitimately tried to have kids, but he doesn't have swimmers and this is evidence because she has kids with other with right, another man, right? right? So Okay. Yeah, so that I, that's how I took it. I mean, I, I might be wrong, but that's how I looked at it. And so she tells Damon, uh, Renier tells Damon that, you know, I've always loved you, or something weird like
0: that. This is her uncle, right by there. the way, just to remind her you. Her uncle,
1: yeah, her uncle, she's like, and he, her uncle is like, well, come get me. And they have sex on the beach. It's really fucking weird. It's just... It's awkward, yeah. It's yeah. awkward, yeah. It's it's super weird. So, um, yeah, sex on the beach. And he's like, what are we going to do about Lenor? And she's like, don't worry, I got a plan. They have this super whole contrived plan to get, essentially get assassinated. They use one of his lovers to essentially ha- start a quarrels fight. And, uh, you know, the the, 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 the Laenar's father finds him burned, essentially to a crisp. But then we find out at the end that reality, they use... Some poor soul's body. I don't know. Who's yeah, yeah. Some is. random
0: dude who <laughs> just happened to walk walking there. Damon didn't Damon like knife uh, I him? I think this was Damon. Yeah,
1: Damon. Damon's work, but it well, like, wasn't is,
0: It's the way they sequenced it was great because I was like, yeah. "Yo, Damon and rainier are ice cold killers." Yeah, you think well, they're I think evil? Find out. Like they like. Leonor is gonna go with his his, his boy toy, and they're gonna. Go off to like you know Pentos or whatever, so, somewhere far right. away where they can oh, really you know, far away. Yeah. be you know man and man together, and yeah, yeah then Rhaenyra and, and Daemon, uh tie the knot. Tie the Yay. knot, incest. Yes, is great, not incest.
1: <laughs> yeah. So then the, the last part of the show I thought was was more on brand of Game of Thrones, and yeah, you know, th- those last three episodes where we have a n- one more time jump, so it's another six years, so we are now sixteen years from the start of the show, and uh, essentially there is questions about who's going to secede the Iron Throne and who's going to secede Driftmark, because again, Rhaenyra's kids are not her kids, so um, Laenor's father is kind of just like, why would I, or excuse me, Laenor's mother, actually, is kind of just like, why would we give Driftmark to, someone, to someone's bastard? and that creates a lot of conflict and the same thing with uh, that's going on in King's Landing where someone's like well why would we give a man why would we give a woman the title yeah. of queen when there's a perfectly viable heir sitting behind her right um at the same time we also find out that Viserys, you know homeboy's deteriorating i mean literally uh, literally, literally losing deteriorating. limbs yeah
0: like he's he lost he a is, limb in the last time jump his arm yes yeah so
1: he's he's basically like paper mache at this point When Weneer comes and visits him, you kind of put it together that, you know, they've been drugging him. They've been drugging him to sleep for the last six years. You know, they've been just giving him milk of the poppy every night. And I think one of the understated moments of this show is that Alicent and Otto have essentially fully taken control of the throne.
0: Because oh, yeah. they, they are sniffing us this. They they, they finessed, and sniffing yeah. us.
1: Because they have been drugging Viserys and essentially making calls this whole time. Um it's very awkward, it's very complicated, and you know, th- this starts like a very, very bitter uh fight between Alicent and um and Munira, And you know, this part of the show, I mean, we could sit here and talk about it for a very very long time but essentially the major plot points is somebody says it someone says the b word someone calls um Luke and Jace Yeah, and, Corliss's brother yeah Cor- Corliss's brother uh, he, he calls them bastards and uh Damon just straight up beheads the dude um and that kind of squashes Allison and Otto's play for driftmark if that makes any sense Um, Viserys in an effort to uh, essentially kind of quell nerves says, you know what? I want all my family to come over here. Let's eat. Let's, let's break bread. And then we have one of the world's most like awkward, like family dinners ever where everyone is, is awkwardly trying to make peace. And then we do have moments of peace until a pig is brought up. And then the pig is brought out and it's bringing back bad memories that the kids shared when they were younger. And we get a very awkward, intense scene between uh, Eamon and Luke. And, you know, I guess you could say that it's 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 diffused by Viser- Viserys for, for a little bit. And then we think, OK, you know what? Everything might be good, OK? Everything might be cool. Everyone seems to be willing to put their swords down. We are family starts playing in the background. And then? Viserys is dying, and in his deathbed, he's telling Alicent about his visions, but he doesn't... And I didn't realize this until I watched it the second time, that the, Aemon, the Aegon he's Aegon, referencing yeah. is... The is, Conqueror. No, not the Conqueror. I, so that's a good Wait, point what? you brought up. Hold on, hold I, on. I, so remember, Targaryens have the ability to see the future, right? Right. I think he's referencing Jon Snow. Because Jon Snow's real name is Aegon, Aegon the Third, or thing, or the Fourth, or whatever.
0: Wait, I thought he was I talking think. about Aegon the Conqueror's vision of a uh, of, uh, Song of Ice and Fire. But the thing is, he
1: tells Alicent, "Oh, Aegon has to be the one on the throne, or whatever." What? It, what? It, I don't remember the exact verbiage he says, and that's uh... what makes her think that it needs to be her son, Aegon. You see what I'm saying? But we know that I thought she was just my. So did I. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is he talking about John? Yeah, I was like, is he talking about Jon Snow? I was like, I think he is.
0: Confirmed. Jon Snow is referenced in the house. Yeah, of the Dragon. You heard it here. I
1: could be I could be this could be conjecture. I could be pulling at straws here, but that makes more sense because and the reason why we know Targaryen's can see in the future is because his daughter, I can't remember her name. But his daughter w- is one of those Targaryens who can also see the future. She saw her brother lose her eye. She saw, she saw, she foretold a lot of the things that happened within their family. If you didn't catch it, you'll have I to rewatch it. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but she foresaw a lot of the things. Like you know, um, uh, Allison said, you know, your brother's gonna get uh, his dragon one day. She made a comment essentially like, yeah, he, he's gonna, he's gonna, it's gonna cost him an eye or something like that. Like, like,
0: wow. yeah,
1: so we know that this exists in the show. So huh. full disclaimer, that's my theory. I could be wrong. It's fine. I'm just, I just thought it was. It no, I like fun. it. I like it. Yeah, it'd be fun if it's true. But because Allison hears this, right? She's like, oh, she's, he's talking about my son. So yeah. she goes on full traitorous demon time mode. And she's like, we have to quickly coronate Aegon before Rhaenyra finds out the king is dead. And this is so, this is
0: like CIA slick, like CIA yes. going to Guatemala or Costa Rica slick. Like so they, I, I, they they pull I, yeah. out all the ropes. They they go in hard and just like flip the table.
1: And I, and I wanted to bring up some like very like interesting things from these past couple episodes. Uh, number one, we have a very very awkward scene with um with Lars Lars Strong and um, oh god yes and uh, Allison where. You know, you we come to find out that Alicent is, you know, gets information from Lars in exchange for foot porn. That's basically. Yep. Yeah, it's really yep. weird. Yeah, really weird. So, uh, for all the pomp and circumstance, homegirl has been spitting. She's no better. She's no better. In fact, it's worse because she's not even doing it to better herself. It's just so that she could get an upper hand on whoever. It's 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 so uncomfortable. Uh, the second thing is I thought this was the most important scene in the whole show is when Viserys dies and Alicent goes and she's trying to confront the council and say, I know this is going to sound crazy, but the king told me that he wants Aegon to be king. And they all said, yeah, we know. I think this is a scene that a lot of people are going to gloss over because Alicent's face is one of confusion. I think what you're supposed to put together and I and I'll tell you Josh off-screen afterwards why I, th- I have a theory about this but I think what this why this is supposed to be important is because you're supposed to realize that they were already going to coronate Aegon even if Viserys didn't die
0: even 100% if, yeah they were even ready if he
1: did die and they were already ready and she didn't she was the only one who didn't know this and so I think this is important for later because I think it's supposed to show that Alicent and Otto are, are not in control like they think they are, right? Because in Game of Thrones, this is what we see all the time, right? That the the council, they are the ones who are really the dark hands that move the kingdom. The king is just yeah. a figure piece, right? So very interesting scene. And so, you know, we have a very, very, I thought, really well-done coronation scene with Aegon's coronation, and it's it doesn't feel right, you know? It, it feels really, really wrong, and it's, you know, we have a... a, 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 a obviously, he's not supposed to be the king, but there's nothing Rhaenyra can do because she's not in King Landing. So when by the time Rhaenyra finds out, she's like, okay, we got to go into full-on war council mode. And, you know, this part... I, I thought the only mistake that really the show made was that I felt like this was weird to have as a last episode. It didn't feel like a last episode. It felt um, like a second to last episode. Yes, it felt like Ultimate. a second to last episode. Yeah, but, but, but it. yeah, it, it wasn't. It didn't have the vibes of a last episode of a season. But essentially, Rhaenyra is now. She's you know she does have to deal with the fact that she does lose her child in in childbirth, and you know she's. Going through this thing where she's like, "I need to stake my claim as queen, otherwise I'll never have it," and so she sends off her sons to go and essentially try to gather their support because they're about to go to war. And then we get a really sad scene where uh, Luke, you know, as we've seen throughout the, sh- the second half of the show, he's a v- he's very unsure of himself. I've always said that he does not seem like he's built. You know, he's like he's like Prince Tomlin. You know what I mean. He's not built yeah, for this lifestyle. Yeah. You know what I mean. And so uh, he is tasked to go and uh, is it Storm's End that he has to go to? I can't remember where he has to go, but uh, he has to go somewhere within the kingdom to to vouch for uh, Rhaenyra. And but when he gets there, Aemon is already there, and as and they've already set, essentially set up a peace treaty where he'll marry one of his daughters. So he's kind of just like, "Hey man, you're, you're kind of late. I don't know what to tell you." Uh, so Luke, trying to leave, gets chased down by Amon, because as you remember, you know, Amon's still kind of salty about losing his eye to this kid mm-hmm. and chases him down in his dragon. That's like 50 times the size of Luke's dragon. And we have a really heart-wrenching scene where Luke gets eaten and torn to shreds by Amon's dragon. Uh, what'd you think about this last part of the show?
0: It's... uh. Yeah, it's it's uh, Game of Thrones is brutal, dude.
1: That's all I
0: can say about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I thought it was pretty well done, but I also felt that like, you know, it, this is what starts the war because I I think if I remember correctly, Rhaenyra was very like n- she didn't want to fight, and I think Allison didn't want to fight either. Allison essentially wanted Rhaenyra to just submit, if that makes any sense, just be like, hey don't try to make a claim for the throne we'll give you dragons uh, dragons keep whatever it's called um we'll leave you alone basically and so she was actually debating that 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 course of action because she's like i don't want to fight you know i don't want to go to war they've lived at at least 16 years of peacetime under king viserys there's no reason to start a war but then they did they, they, you know, they threw the fir- They drew the first blood. They, they killed her son, and now she's like, it's on site. Dragon
0: Queen arrives. Um, so yeah, what were your thoughts on the show, man? Um, overall, you know, it's it, it it's very much in the vein of Game of Thrones and like HBO's trademarks. I talked about this last time. There's the gratuitous violence and sex, misogyny, incest. Um, but you know, the complex. Politics and the intrigue and all that stuff too. I honestly felt like they could have stretched this out a little bit more. Mm. And like, I know that it might be an unpopular opinion to like draw out the story, but I don't know. Like, like it just felt almost rushed with these time jumps. And again, like that's my perspective, having like binged it. So maybe like, if people who and audience members who didn't do it that way, maybe it hits a little differently. But that's just my thing. And ultimately, and this is the way I feel about Game of Thrones overall, like, it's, but especially this show, it's terrible people doing terrible things to get whatever they want. Right. And to me, to me, that gets tiring. And like my biggest critique while entertaining, like there, there's not a Jon Snow. Like there's no one who's like I can root for like anyone who is remotely noble. Like we said earlier in Game of Thrones, if you're honorable, like it's not going to end well for you. It doesn't end well for Jon Snow. But he's like a character that the whole show. I was like, I like this guy like right away. Yeah. And there, there's just there isn't anyone in this show for me at least. And again, you know, bloodlines—the whole thing of like having a male-, male heir is is dumb. And yeah, being a woman back yeah. then in medieval times sucked. Sucked. Uh, the royals sucked. But again, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, this is your life. This is your duty. If you just would have played by the rules, Rhaenyra. None of this would have happened. If everyone would have played by the rules, you're royalty. Like, you have all the power. Too bad you don't get to be with who you love. That's the game. If people would play the game the way they're supposed to, none of this bad stuff happens. But I digress.
1: Yeah, I I tend to... I I wasn't on board for the show before it aired. I thought this was just a poor man's cash grab by HBO. I thought they did a really good job with the show. I think... I think... It's complicated, like life, like all humans are. I think when we start the show, we cheer Rhaenyra because she's independent. And I think in the beginning, the first five episodes, Rhaenyra seems like a bratty little kid. And as she grows into an adult and becomes a woman, she she seems like a very... I, I guess the word selfish is the only way I can think to describe it. A very selfish person, if that makes any sense. Mm. I think... The reality is that it's it is emblematic of and I wish I wish Kate was here to throw her four cents in but like mm. I think it's emblematic of the fight that a woman has to go through because I think the best line in the show was that uh, when Rhaenyra, when she was a kid telling her father she's like if I did if I was a man we wouldn't have this conversation. Oh yeah right and Great. she's like, what is the difference? What is the difference when you and Damon, have done nothing different, if anything, worse than what I've done, but because I'm a woman, that makes it worse. I, I think we're supposed to look at Rhaenyra as the challenger to convention, if that makes oh, sense. She's like and the
0: serious I mean? Arya, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I I actually do like her character. I think okay. she's flawed, and I think like most people, she she doesn't know how to get what she wants, you know what I mean? At the same time, she knows that she wants to be queen and she she wants to fight for it like anybody else would, because it's not even about if, if everybody else is decisions are dictated by duty. Hers are dictated by respect. And I think that's the difference. She just wants respect. And I think that's one of the reasons why she she loves Damon, because Damon respects her. Weird as it is, I know yeah. it's her uncle, but removing the incestuous dynamic aside, he does respect her. He respects her opinion. He respects her choices. I think he's the only one in the show who really does. And so it when you look at it from that perspective, I find that I may not have liked her when the show started as much as I liked her when the show ended, but I understand where her decisions are. You know what I mean? Like I understand her decision-making because she's not trying to be a king she's not trying to conquer she's not trying to 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 rule she doesn't want to rule right she just wants respect if 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 they had come to her in a place of respect i personally think she would have seceded in the first place but it's the fact that they tell her you can't do this that drives her to do it right now She's obviously going to want revenge, and there are going to be obvious plot points that go forward that I think fuel this, and I think that's where the imperfect character comes in into play. And I think that's kind of the beauty of the way this show is kind of driven—that we don't have a clear-cut good guy, we don't have a clear-cut bad guy, right? Cersei has one of my favorite quotes of anything I ever watched. She says, "History is written by the victor. No one cares what happened in between." And so when we find out when a story later, we don't know all this context. You know what I mean? So I, mm-hmm. I like it. I like the show. I think it's pretty good. I think it's different than game of Thrones. It's different than rings of power. I mean, thank God we didn't spend time comparing it to rings of power. It is different. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. there are things I could, and yeah, there are things I could do with that. I don't need the gratuitous, uh, incest. I don't want to feel creepy crawlies every time I watch the screen. <laughs> um, and I do think that they, from my understanding, the the segment of the story that they're basing all the show off of isn't very long, so they they're already stretching the content oh, okay. that is already okay. there um, because they're they're kind of making up some of this stuff. If that makes any sense, like they're filling okay. in some of the the context. So unfortunately, I don't think there is more. You know, they're already they've already made a whole pitcher of lemonade. Out of half a lemon, if that makes any sense. So <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. For what it's worth, I think they've, they've done a good job. Unfortunately, my biggest complaint is that this first season kind of felt like a prequel. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like a prequel to the rest of the show, if that makes any sense. So, oh, it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, let's get out of here, man. Uh, if you're listening, we thank you. We appreciate it. Um, you can find our podcasts on Spotify on Anchor, on Zencaster, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts. Uh, You can find us on social media at uh, the Manwagon Fan Podcast, uh, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter, um, on YouTube. So find our videos, find our content. Let us know what you like, what you dislike. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. cars. The bandwagon fan podcast is hosted by josh jimenez alex magosa and me aj soy our show is produced by kate smith and edited by your boy aj our social media is managed by natalia kokulya and our theme song lush waves is provided to us by taylor lewin of underscore audio thank you for listening and we'll see you next time